It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're listening to C103's Cork Today podcast. Phone and text lines are currently closed. And for our first citizen's information slot of 2024, I'm joined by Anna Donovan, Development Manager with South Munster Citizens Information Service that covers West Cork and they're based in Bantry. And today's topic is sick pay and supports that are available for people who find themselves out of work due to illness. Good morning to you, Anne, and a happy new year to you and to uh, all the gang. Thanks, Patricia, and many happy returns to yourself. Great to be back. Uh, good. Now, how are things in citizen information as we head into the new year? Uh, do you know, it, it's busy. We're, we're busy, of course. This is the time of year when a lot of the changes announced in the budget come into effect, so people have queries about that. Um, and I suppose, look, after Christmas, there's a lot going on for people and uh, various queries. Uh, one bit of good news we're delighted, which would be of particular interest to our, our, our list in North Cork area, that we have the office of the Ombudsman holding a drop-in clinic in the Mallow office starting this week on the 10th of January. So that's going to run from 10 to 12 on the second Wednesday of every month. And during those, those clinics, um, if somebody would like to meet staff from the Ombudsman's office to get information on making complaints or discuss complaints, they can drop in there. Um, 
you don't have to make an appointment and our Mallow office there is in Market Square Shopping Centre right in the heart of the town so that's, that's really a good. Bit of good news. Yeah, yeah. that's good because the office of the Ombudsman you know traditionally those offices are always based in Dublin and it's nice yeah. to go in and sit and chat with somebody about a particular issue just to see if the Ombudsman office can be of help to you. Now this that's unfortunately it. is the time of year when a lot of people are getting colds and flus. I was only talking earlier about how COVID is still out and about and, be, and therefore you know may need to take time off mm-hmm. work so we're going to look at what supports are available if you find yourself in that situation where you have to take time off. Can you clarify what rights are who what rights to paid sick leave that employees have at the moment? Yeah, so last year uh, 2023 saw the introduction of statutory sick pay for workers for the first time in Ireland. So previously people had no legal right to be paid while they were off work which would have come as a surprise to a lot of people. Now, since the 1st of January 24, uh, you now have a right to five days sick pay a year. And that's up from three days a week last year. And sick pay is paid by your employer at 70% of your normal pay, up to a maximum of €110 a day. So, um, and that entitlement is, is gradually being increased over the next four years. So, this year, as I said, it's going to be five days. Next year, it goes up to seven, and then it's going to go up to 10 days in 2026. So this is positive, uh, a positive development for people. OK, and they can be consecutive as well as non-consecutive days? Y- yes, they can, yes. So so like, so like, if somebody is offered three days, they, they'll take the three days, and then if they're offered two, they still have the two days to take later in the year. So yeah. it's five days at over the calendar year between January and December. Okay, and are you therefore saying that every person who is in employment is entitled to this sick pay? Well, like everything is supposed to, there are some conditions. So to qualify for the statutory sick pay, you must be an employee and you must have worked for your employer for at least 13 continuous weeks before you were sick. So that's about three months. And the other important thing is you must be certified by a GP as unable to work. So you need to go to a GP to get a medical yeah. cert in order to get that sick pay? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Cause, so under the sick leave legislation, you have to have uh, certification by GP now um, and and that you should be certified from day one of your sick leave because sometimes I suppose if someone is only off sick one day they might not think about going to their GP mm. but if they want to claim the statutory sick pay they need to be certified for for from day one and so you have that right to statutory sick pay from the first day you're off sick uh, and the employer can't apply any waiting days before you get it but it must be certified okay. from day one Can yeah. part-time workers get three days? Yeah, actually, they can. Um, the three days now has gone up to five days as well for part-time workers. So it's both full-time and part-time employees can can get five days paid sick leave. And it's also worth noting that if you have more than one job, you can get the five days per paid sick leave from each employer. Once again, you have the thirteen weeks service with that employer before you are sick, and obviously that is certified. How is the sick pay then calculated? Uh, so it's. It's, it must be paid, so your statutory sick leave must be paid at your normal daily rate and you're entitled to 70% of your normal gross pay up to, now there is a maximum ceiling up to a maximum of €110 Euros a day. And what, what is normal daily pay? Yeah, so your normal daily pay includes any regular bonuses or allowances which don't change from week to week. Now it, it does exclude any overtime or commission. Now if your pay changes from week to week, for example, because of regular bonus payments or allowances, your sick pay is the average of your pay over the 13 weeks before you're on sick leave. 
Now, again, I stress that it's capped at the maximum of 110 euros a day. But it's so like, so if you've, your pay varies, they look at its average over the previous 13 weeks. Now, some employers who are listening to us will already have a sick pay scheme in place. How does this new scheme impact on those situations? Yeah, this is important because some employers already pay sick leave and they may already offer their employees, employees more generous sick pay arrangements than the new uh, statutory uh, uh, scheme. So it's important if, you're, if your employer has a sick pay arrangement in place, then your sick leave would be dealt with under that scheme. Now, this, the employer scheme must be more favourable when viewed as a whole than the statutory sick pay scheme if this apply. Um, now, people will normally see their employer's sick leave policy if they have a, in their contract of employment or if they have a staff handbook. But, uh, yeah, so if, there is a st- if the employer has a, a sick leave uh, policy in place and that's more generous, well, then that's the one that would take precedence. OK, and, there, and in those situations, then, would the employee be eligible for the statutory sick pay? No, you, you can't ah. get the statutory sick pay on top of the benefits from your employer's scheme. But again, I would stress that if your employer has their own sick pay scheme that offers more generous benefits, then you should be paid under those arrangements. Really, the statutory sick pay scheme is really for employees who don't have a company sick, sick pay, pay scheme or don't qualify. Yeah. But yeah, it's really it's, it's to fill, it's fill that gap for people. And if someone is experiencing problems getting that sick pay, what are the options? Well, I suppose we would always recommend, first of all, that you contact your employer to try to resolve the issue informally first, because sometimes employer may not be fully up to date with the information. So I would say the first place, you know, have a chat with your employer and and uh, point out what the what the the statutory sick pay system is. But if you can't resolve the issue directly with your employer, you can make a formal complaint to the Workplace uh, Relations Commission. Now, I would recommend or advise really that you contact your local Citizens Information Centre for information on how to make a complaint to the WRC. Uh, and there are timelines time in making that. You must make your complaint within six months of the dispute. Um, now, there are situations where the timeline can be extended if there is reasonable cause for the delay, but we would suggest you just act fairly promptly if you have a complaint. Now, we've, we're constantly hearing about employers, particularly small uh, employers who are concerned about the rising energy costs and the general cost of living and just the cost of doing business. Um, yeah. Some of them will be concerned that they now have to pay this extra uh, sick leave. It's, is there any circumstances where an employer can be exempt from paying sick pay? Yeah, like an employer... If an employer is experiencing severe financial difficulties, they can apply to the Labour Court for an exemption to pay uh, from paying the statutory sick pay. Um, and if the exemption is granted, it'll be for a period of between three to 12 months. So that option is there for employers. But they must go to the, to the Labour Court. But they have to go to the Labour Court. Yeah, and they would really have to prove that, you know, that they, they were experiencing severe financial difficulties. And what about your uh, your employment rights? Are they protected when you're out on sick leave? Yeah, your your employment rights are protected during sick leave. You're treated as being in employment while you are on sick leave. Okay, now you mentioned at the outset that this new statutory sick pay, it'll cover sick pay for, for this year, it's uh, five days. But what if somebody is sick for longer than five days? Yeah, so if you're off work sick for more than five days and you have enough PRSI contributions... Um, you can apply to the Department of Social Protection for a payment called illness benefit. And if you don't have enough PRSI contributions, you would have to contact 
the department social protections representative at your local health centre, your community welfare officer, they will assess your situation and you may have entitlement to supplementary welfare allowance, which is means tested. And again, if someone is in that situation, they can contact us as well and we can advise them on it. Okay, and what about, are there specific supports? I'm thinking of people who maybe get injured or get incapacitated and this is a work-related incident. Yeah, now there is an occupational injury scheme um, operated under the Department of Social Protection which provides benefits for people who are injured or incapacitated by an accident at work or while travelling directly to or from work. Now that scheme also covers people who have contacted, um, contracted a disease as a result of the type of work they do. There are a number of benefits available and there are different conditions attached to each benefit under the scheme. So again, I would suggest you contact your local Citizens Information Service for more details as how it would apply to you. Now, if God forbid somebody got diagnosed with a long-term illness and they've been out sick maybe for you know up to two years and they're still in a situation where they can't go back to work, what's available there? Now, there is, a, again, from the Department of Social Protection, there is a payment called Invalidity Pension. Now, that's a weekly payment to people who can't work because of a long-term illness or disability, and they're covered by social insurance. So, generally, if you have a, um, a minimum of five years PRSI paid, you may be entitled to Invalidity Pension. And then, if someone's on that long-term payment, at 66, then they automatically transfer onto the state pension contributory at the full rate. Uh, again, it's invalidity pension because it's a long-term payment. There, it, there are also some secondary benefits that someone may be entitled to, like uh, free travel. And depending on their circumstances, they might also be able to avail of the household benefits package on that on that scheme. So that's the invalidity pension really is for people who have a long-term illness and, and have if, enough PRSI. And if you don't have enough PRSI for illness benefit or that invalidity pension, what happens then? Yeah. So in that situation, then if you have a long-term illness or disability that has continued for at least one year or is expected to continue for at least one year. And if as a result of that you are substantially restricted from taking up suitable employment, you can apply for a means-tested payment called disability allowance. Now, if you have a short-term illness, say like you broke a bone and you don't qualify for illness benefit, your only option then would be to apply for the supplementary welfare allowance, which is a short-term emergency payment. Again, that's, that's also means-tested. So you're getting into yeah. means-tested then. For, yeah. If you don't have enough here, you're really getting into means-tested payment. Again, I'd suggest people talk to us if they think they're in that situation. Okay, and when someone is out sick, and particularly I'm thinking of the people who might be out for, for, for long periods, what happens to their annual leave? Yeah, so if you become ill during your annual leave, and this might have happened to some people over Christmas, but if you get um, if you you're ill when you're on holidays, and you get a medical cert from for the days you are ill, these sick days then will not be counted as annual leave. Instead, you can use the same number of days as annual leave at a later date, and and your employer can't insist that you take annual leave days on days you are off sick, provided again you have a medical certificate for those days. So you can build up your annual leave entitlement while you're off sick as long as you have a medical cert. Okay. Now, if someone's on long-term sick and they can't take their annual leave due to illness, you can carry it over for up to 15 months after the end of the year it was earned. And then if you leave your job within those 15 months, you should get payment instead of the leave you did not take due to okay. the illness. And then if, if somebody is on one of these illness-related uh, social welfare uh, payment and would like to go back to work, but they're not able for full-time, is part-time an option? Excuse me, yeah. You have some options, and, and these depend on which social welfare payment you're on. 
So if you've been getting illness benefit for at least six months or invalidity pension, which is a long-term payment, and then and someone wishes to you know return to work, you may qualify for for a payment called partial capacity benefit if your capacity for work is reduced by your medical condition. So say you work full-time before and you're only able to go back part-time now. So again, you should complete the application form for the partial capacity benefit returns to the Department of Social Protection. Now, it's very important that you do that before you go back to work because you, you, you may not work until you've received written approval to do so from the department. Um, now, there's no restriction on earnings or the number of hours you can, can work. Is that very so, different to somebody getting a disability allowance? Yeah. So if you're receiving the means test of disability allowance and you start work, you need to notify the Department of Social Protection and, and provide proof of your your earnings. And then, um, like, if you've wage slip or your contract of employment or a letter from your employer, they can all be used to as proof of your earnings. Now, the thing about disability allowance is you can work and earn up to €165 Euro a week after paying PRSI or pension contributions and union dues without your disability allowance payment being affected. So again, amounts over this will impact on your social welfare payment. And if you contact, again, uh, contact ourselves, Citizens Information, we can go through the means test in detail with you and show how much you would expect to receive. Okay, okay. now vast area that we've uh, covered there. Um, if people want more information, uh, what should they do? Again, if someone would like more information on any of the issues, the best thing would be to either drop into us into your local citizens information centre or our telephone. What we would do is we would look at your current circumstances with you and make you aware of how the various schemes apply to your personal circumstances because, you know, which payment would be the best one for you to be looking at. Um, I suppose we can look at your situation, lay out the options and then at the end of the day then you'll decide what's best up, which is best for yourself but hopefully with our help you'll be able to make an informed decision. So I would really suggest you yeah, contact us and you can all of our offices now are open for people to drop in. Brilliant. Uh, or you can telephone if that's more convenient. Okay and I'm always I'm always pushing online, you've got a, a fantastic website, citizeninformation.ie West Cork's number is 0818078390 and the Mallow office is 0818078000 and I leave it there. Thank you for that. Your reminder of information as always. We'll talk again next month. Thanks for that. That is Anna O'Donovan who is a Development Manager in West Cork with Citizen Information.